So Michelle, we all know you have the best tips, but Ooh. look, you can't possibly be everywhere to help everyone. That's where an authorized Disney vacation planner can be a lifesaver. And luckily for you, we just happen to know the best. That's Nate, of course, from Main Street and more travel. Oh yeah, Nate is the best. And with things changing at the parks, resorts, and of course the high seas all the time, it's so hard to keep up even for me. Well, that's not true. Yeah, but Nate is always right on top of every move Disney makes so he can help you have the best vacation ever. Oh, for sure. If you're looking to visit Walt Disney World, Disneyland, sail the seas on Disney Cruise Line, or even explore anywhere in the world beyond Disney, our friend Nate from Main Street and More Travel can help make your vacation dreams come true. No question, sweetie. And if you've listened to our show for any time at all, you know we're big fans of high-end experiences. And that's just what you get when you work with Nate. He'll give you concierge-level vacation planning services, but at no additional cost to you or your family. Heck, you may even save money if discounts become available because Nate is always looking to make sure you get the best deal possible. And did we mention all of this comes at no extra cost to you? That's because it's Disney that pays Nate for all that top-notch service he provides so you don't have to. So if you're looking for the best person to plan your magical vacation, just go to DizTripsAndMore.com, fill out the form on the website to get the process rolling on your next fabulous trip with Nate. And be sure to tell him Tom and Michelle sent you. Well, hello again and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my wonderful, intelligent, gorgeous, <laughs> very hardworking Disney Hyperion Madness loving wife yeah. and co-host, Michelle. <laughs> Definitely using the word madness in a description. Of oh, me. there's a lot of madness so going on in the room. So now. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Thank you, sweetie. So good to have you with us. We are recording this episode on Sunday, March 5th, 2023. Yeah. It is March. It's hard to believe. It's I already know. March. The year is zipping by. I know. And it's not like March 1st. It's already the 5th. Yes. Where did... Anyway. It's almost... The first week of March is almost already gone. I know it's a cliche, but man, where does the time go? It's uh, insane. No. I know. It's insane. Uh, thank you for joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. By the way, you may notice my voice is still not great. <laughs> a little bit better than last week's, but not great. Uh, that's because, well... <laughs> you know, after last week when I was telling you my voice is terrible, but I feel great. Everything is good. Everything's fantastic. And then I woke up the next day and well, I didn't feel so great. I didn't feel so fantastic. Not everything was good. Uh, and so I kind of battled my way through the week. Things kind of got better. Things kind of got worse. <laughs> Finally, I had to call out of work. I went and got checked out. Hey, what do you know? I got the flu. <laughs> The actual flu. The actual flu. I had the Poor flu. Thing. I have I the flu currently, um, but I'm getting over it. I'm getting better. I'm much better today than I was yeah. even uh, several days ago. So, um, wow, it's been a, it's been an interesting week. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's for sure. But like I said, thank you for joining us today. Uh, if you want to find us, the best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. While you're there. 
We would love for you to sign up for the newsletter if you haven't already. And thank you to those who have. Right. And you'll probably want to sign up for the newsletter because it may be rather important or helpful as to what we have going on mm-hmm. as our main topic today. Also, you can find us on social media. We're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. Yeah, and if you're already part of that, please tell a friend or family to join along with us. Yeah, we're having a lot of fun over there just celebrating everybody's daily, weekly, monthly accomplishments, whether they're Disney, whether they're family, whatever they may be, um, just having a good old time with some positive energy, which, of course, is our mission statement here. We are the Disney podcast of positivity. Just a reminder of that. I like to break that out every once in a while. Speaking of positivity... We do have a YouTube channel, and believe it or not, <laughs> two weeks in a row, Woo-hoo! two videos. Yeah. I, we released a video for, I, I kind of did a, basically a walkthrough, a guided walkthrough of our uh, Copper Creek cabin that we stayed uh, back in, way back in, what was it, September, September of I last it year? Yeah. took me that long to actually put that video <laughs> together, but it's finally together. It's out there. If you want to check that out, you can find it on our YouTube channel. And I've simplified the name there now. You can even actually find us just at Hyperion Adventures Podcast on our YouTube channel. Of course, you can always do a search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast and hit subscribe, and you'll know whenever we have a new video, and apparently they're coming out fairly regularly nice. now. What do you know? Yeah. Also, you can contact us uh, through our Gmail account. It's the best way to contact us at Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, if and as we always say, if there's something you'd like us to talk about, let us know. Yep, uh, if you have any questions, uh, if you just want to say hi. And of course, uh, we're dealing with our bracket today. If you want to request a bracket, uh, that's a great way to do it. And that's probably where you'll be submitting your brackets as a matter of fact. So take a note of that. Now, before we get into this week's show, you know, we always like to take a look back at the week that was because there are highs, there are lows. Believe me, my illness this week, there have been a lot of highs. There have been a lot of lows. Uh, But we like to focus on the highs from the week. And we call this segment, My Favorite Thing from This Week. And when we do this, we always start with Michelle because she's awesome, wonderful, (laughs) all things great. She does the best research. She has the best lists. I found out this week, and actually I knew it, but I found out more. She definitely has the best flu remedies. (laughs) She also has the best My Favorite Thing from This Week. So, Michelle, what is your favorite thing from this week? Uh, you know, I think I'm going to say my favorite thing this week is I uh, had an opportunity to go out to a couple farm areas. That's right. Um, earlier in, in, in the week to go to an, like an orange grove marketplace. Um, so picked up some oranges there with my sister and brother-in-law. And then we went over to Plant City um, just days Which is before. famous the, for their strawberries. Yes. And just Days before their festival started, um, the lines were already pretty long there, but we were able to get they in. They weren't festival lines. They weren't festival lines, not festival traffic either. But uh, yeah, so we got over there and uh, had some tasty treats and brought some stuff home and it was a fun, fun day. Very nice. Michelle did not, um, at least as far as we know, did not catch the flu <laughs> from me. Knock on wood uh, so far. So um, she was able to do these fun things while I was trying to meddle my way through the week. Uh, But it was all good. All good. So that was fantastic. Um, My favorite thing from this week, well, I have a couple things. Uh, First of all, this is going to sound very, very strange, um, but 
the fact that I got the flu has allowed me to take a step back and take a breath and take a few days and just be at home with Michelle. (laughs) And actually, you know, I'm, I'm sick and it's tough and it's not great, but I've actually enjoyed some time to just kind of take a breath. We've been going, you know, very busily for the last um, couple months going to Disney, doing lots of events of working a lot. I'm working five days a week. We're at very ridiculously early hours. So it was actually um, very refreshing to have a few days where I didn't have to focus on any of those things, even though I am sick, but I am getting better. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you're getting better too. That's the important part. For sure. For sure. Also, um, one other favorite thing is that The Mandalorian is back yeah. on Disney+. Plus. It wasn't my favorite episode of The Mandalorian this week. It was okay, It was, but it was just fun to be back in that world again yeah. and have the series back and be exploring it. It's been a long time since our last episode, uh, the episode of the officially The Mandalorian. Right. I mean, we've seen The Mandalorian in the Book of Boba Fett. Right. Not, I mean, it was a little over a year ago, but to actually have The Mandalorian back was, yeah. was great. Yeah, it was fun. That was fun like you said we're in that uh, it was also uh, i enjoyed that we prepped for it by re-watching you know the prior episodes from the season before so getting ready to just pounce into it and be all caught up yep it was good it was, it was good. very it was good and, and enjoyed uh, being back like i said in that world uh we also got a my favorite thing this week from one of our listeners this was from tony the disney dad who hit us up on our hyperion adventurers facebook group He said a few favorite things from this week. Two birthday celebrations, one for me and one for Stitch. Now 13, I can't believe Stitch is 13. I know. Holy cow. Talking about the time flying by. Um, Tony, you must be like, wow. Uh, (laughs) I can't believe it either. Uh, He went on to say, and we got to visit the Disney 100 exhibit in Philadelphia. I know that uh, he had to postpone that for a little bit because of some illnesses going through his house. Mm So it's good that they were able to reschedule and get out to that. And uh, we plan on having Tony uh, either through a recorded segment or actually coming on with the show with us to kind of share his what he thought of the experience of the uh, Disney 100 exhibit. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, the pictures look great and some of the, some of the things that he shared already look fun. So looking, definitely looking forward to getting some more details from right. Tony. And he's always great at, you know, well, one, bringing that positivity as well, but just sharing things and, and the love of Disney is yeah. so profound with he's him. he's a great guy with a, a fantastic family oh my God. Um, just the a, whole just family. yeah the, he and the, his wife are great i really want to be like them I yeah mean, they are such giving people i think we all want to be like them they are they are wonderful wonderful people for sure let's get on to this week's show we have lots of stuff for you this week including michelle has a look at a couple guest favorite disney festivals that returned just this week it's exciting stuff And a Disneyland classic returns after a long layoff. But let's go ahead and not hesitate any longer. Let's go ahead and get to the madness that is this week's main topic. So this is fun and we've been looking forward to doing this for a while for a year as a yeah. matter of fact uh, it's time again of course for our Hyperion Adventures podcast 
Disney Madness, March Madness, whatever bracket. We're on board just like everybody else at this time of year. That's right. Yeah, it's exciting. Uh, So, Michelle, what was your inspiration to our brand new bracket that we're releasing today? You know, it was inspired by the fact that this is the year that we're celebrating Disney's 100 years of wonder. Mm. And so I started thinking, gee... The Disney company is best known for how well it tells stories. Mm-hmm. So, thought, why not we do a bracket with Disney's 100 years of storytelling? And I love that idea. I think it was a great idea. We, we did bat around a couple other possibilities. Mm-hmm. But uh, when you came up with that idea, I thought that was perfect. So, this is going to be our bracket for this year. And, of course... We are going to ask you to fill it out, and mm-hmm. there will be some sort of prize pack for the person who mm-hmm. correctly guesses how the most people will end up picking their choices. So this is going to be based on these being returned to us, and we we don't just you know name like this one wins, this one wins, this one wins. No, uh, they as people return them to us. Uh, we will go forward and say, this is the one that got the most votes for this section. This one got the most votes for the next section, et cetera. Right, right. And uh, so for those of you who are Patreon members and subscribers to the newsletter, you actually will have two two chances at filling out brackets. To Ooh, what if increase. you're a member of both? Then you get four chances. What? Yeah. That's so yeah. many. <laughs> That, is, that doesn't seem fair. It's fair because they're our most valued listeners. Now, <laughs> does that mean if you're a newsletter subscriber and or a Patreon member, you need to fill out all those brackets or is it just an option for you? You don't have to. It's just a way to increase your odds to win. And um, I already started putting together the prize package and hopefully we'll have it finished by... By the time we're done with this? Well, yes. No, by next week to announce um, all the the goodies that we've gotten. I just want to make sure I have all of them here arrived before we announce something. It will be a plethora. A plethora. It will be a plethora of Disney goodies uh, that we'll be giving the whoever wins uh, our Hyperion Adventures podcast, March Madness, Disney 100 Years of Wonder bracket this year. That's a long name. 100 Years of Storytelling. 100 Years of Storytelling. Thank you. Um, we'll get it all figured out here <laughs> by about week eight. But, uh, no, it's a wonder it that, that we can get it. Yeah. It won't run that long. <laughs> so let's go ahead. We thought we'd go ahead and break down the bracket a little bit mm-hmm. so you can kind of know what we're going to be doing this year. And we're breaking it down into different categories as it would be for March Madness. There are, you know, March Madness, usually it's like 64 teams. Well, we have 64 different elements that we're talking about that deal with storytelling. Correct, Michelle? That's right. Right. And we're going to start in uh, different brackets have uh, different parts of Disney storytelling, different, um, I don't know, uh, areas of Disney storytelling, I guess is what you would say. Right. Yeah. So when I was looking at this, you know, what, what kind of experiences do we all get to enjoy as part of Disney's storytelling? So like there's, and, and that's how we picked some of these things. They might not all be, um, what you would think about, but you know, some are, are obvious, like um, Disney parks attractions. Mm-hmm. We know they tell stories. Or Disney movies. That's right. We know they tell stories in their attractions. Um, there's also storytelling that we get to enjoy through other types of Disney experiences, like different things that you get to do in the parks or whatever. And then 
um, their restaurants and their resorts are storytelling as well. So yeah, so, so you get to enjoy um, that. And, and like so you said, I think the ranking based that we're putting these in, they all get a different seed, of course, mm-hmm. and uh, is based on just kind of our general thought of the storytelling involved with them. Doesn't necessarily mean that right. that we that necessarily one has better storytelling within it than the other. Everybody has their own idea of it. Right. And that's the idea of going through this of what you think will go forward. You can choose how you pick it. If you want to pick for yourself on which attraction, which resort, which movie has the best storytelling over another one, or do you want to try and do it how you think the general public right. will, will <laughs> vote? Uh, that way you can kind of go along and maybe win this plethora of Disney prizes <laughs> and we're going to be giving out uh, to the winner of this. It'll be interesting to see how these all come through to us. Right. And now some of these um, were selected and maybe have a higher rank than their, let's say their current level of enjoyment, but because they were something that was um, pinnacle to the company, you know, mm. so maybe the first of something right. or uh, how they expanded on a technology or introduced a technology or, or storyline or something like that. So we tried to include some thoughtfulness in what our selections were. And of course, uh, you know, there will be, it, there's only 64 things here that we could put in and mm-hmm. we were trying to break it down into different portions of the Disney company right. and what we enjoy. So there's going to be things that are great storytelling that are left off. Yeah, you know? And yeah. you, uh, I, we're sorry if it's some of them are some of your favorite pieces of Disney storytelling. We apologize in advance for that. Uh, but that, that goes is, in a big way with the... Uh, with the film. So, well, actually, the category is big and small screen yeah, stories. Interesting. So, yeah, we have even had to limit the films in even more <laughs> so when you start heading in the television right. as well. So, this will be interesting. So, how are we going to start this off, Michelle? What bracket are we going to look at first? So, we'll start with the uh, Disney Parks attractions. Okay. So, with the Disney Park attractions, as I mentioned, some of these are you know, because of just the incredible way that they tell stories and some are because of their, how how they were pinnacle at the beginnings of the parks opening, things like that, you know, so that's kind of how we categorize these. All right. So let's go right to it. The number one seed as we've put this together versus the number 16 seed. So it's the top seed in the bracket versus the uh, bottom seed in the bracket. And that has, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance as the one seed, going up against Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, the 16th seed. Ooh, a couple of really popular attractions there. Right. And this, you know, shows you that we did include both um, Disneyland uh, attractions as well as Walt Disney World yes, attractions. And uh, you can pick your pick your Rise of the Resistance, whether it be Disneyland or the Walt Disney World Resort. That's true. That, that could be the same, you yeah. know. But some things like... Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy attractions at both parks are very different. Very different. Yes, for sure. And they are both on this list, by the way. Yeah. Uh, heading to the number two C, that is Avatar Flight of Passage. Very popular mm-hmm. attraction. That is going up against another actually fairly new attraction, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. A couple of Walt Disney World favorites there. Right, right. You know, and some that you're... Uh, attractions that you're very much immersed into the story. Mm. Speaking of good stories and a new movie coming out, trailer that just came out uh, yeah. just yesterday. 
Uh, our three seed is the Haunted Mansion, uh, and that is going up against Soaring Around the World at the 14th seed. Again, yeah. uh, some great attractions. I think Haunted Mansion should be number one, personally, <laughs> but that's just me. It was, it, you know, again, looking at some maybe some of the things with, related to technology and their ability to tell stories. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Uh, I got For our next matchup, the four seed versus the 13th seed, it's a Marvel matchup. <laughs> we have uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind at the four seed going up against the plucky little friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, Web Slingers, Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man Adventure at the 13th seed. Yeah. I mean, like you said, both Marvel happened that they are going up against each other um, again both rides that you're very much immersed into the situation. Whereas in sp- specifically uh, web slingers, you're part of the story that you're making. You're, you're resolving a situation that's mm-hmm. happened. Let's just say moving on to the fifth C. This is an, well, it's actually been around. I was surprised at how long this attraction had been around. I think because of the pandemic or whatever, and we didn't have as few chances to ride it for right. a while, but It's now brand new to Disneyland, but it's been at Walt Disney World for a while. The fifth seat is Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, a fan favorite and one of our favorites for sure. And that's going up against a classic. I mean, a real Mm -hmm. classic attraction. Number 12 seat is Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln. Yeah, I mean, that's where audio animatronics, uh, you know, really came to be. It's where it really, at least it vaulted forward. That's for sure. There's no, no question with that. So. Um, that is quite an interesting matchup for sure. Modern versus more of a historic mm-hmm. right. element going on there. Uh, moving on to the sixth seed, it is the Jungle Cruise. Is that Jungle Cruise with Josh Gad as the I skipper? I wish, right? Because, man, I wish I was on board that. Yeah. It happened Gosh. just recently. Right, Saw right. videos of that all over the internet. That was cool. It is going up against, um, I don't know if it's the new version of Star Tours or the old version of Star Tours or everything combined, but the 11th <laughs> seed is Star Tours. I think in my head I had what's currently out there. Star um, Tours, the Star adventure Tours, continues. the adventure continues. Um you know, and so, I mean, these two had to be on that, you know, one Jungle Cruise, it's definitely telling a story. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, where else do you learn about the backside of water? Um, and Star Tours, you know. It's the eighth wonder of the world. That's right. And Star Tours, you know, being one of the, you know, big collaborations with an outside entity that uh, flourished. Yes. Very nice. So I love that. That's an interesting matchup for sure. Uh, speaking of interesting matchups, uh, the number seven versus 10 seeds here. We have at seven, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. Ooh, spooky. Talk about storytelling. Mm-hmm, that's for sure. I'm actually surprised it's kind of this low because um, there's some serious storytelling that's going true. on in that, in that attraction. And also some great storytelling going on in the number 10 seed, the Pirates of the Caribbean. I, I, are interesting. And finally, a <laughs> uh, fascinating matchup here, East Coast versus West Coast. And um, both have some great storytelling involved mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. either one of them. The eighth seed is our favorite, both park icon and one of the great park attractions of Epcot, Spaceship Earth, going up against uh, a great space within 
Disney California Adventure Park. That's Radiator Springs Racer at the ninth seed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that one, I think, is going to be tough for people. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. I yeah. think so, too. Especially depending on what coast you're on. I think it, it, that might uh, right. uh, change your influence on which one you prefer. And if you're just... I mean, uh, you could throw it out there as just the park icon if you're looking at Spaceship Earth. But mm-hmm. is there really storytelling going on with just the icon? Yeah, but... But inside there's but we're talking about the I think we're talking more about the attraction right. itself, not yeah, the park it's in icon. The, yeah, it's right. in it's in the attractions For sure. um, uh, category, and we're talking about the uh, yeah the attraction, the ride, yeah, where you travel through t- time and space, and where you always thank the Phoenicians. That's right. For sure. So what is our next cat? That fills out our first uh, kind of regional bracket. Uh, we're moving on to the next regional. And what is that based on, Michelle? So that one, uh, you know, it, 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 it's kind of hard because it kind of included a lot of different things within this category of Disney experiences. But things that you could do or see, um, you know, at, at the parks that are part of storytelling. Mm, very good. So, yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like it. So this will be interesting. So part Disney experiences is what this all about. And boy, we are kicking it off at the one seed with one of my favorite experiences. This could, this could for me win it all. I don't know. It's pretty <laughs> close. It's going to be a tough beat for me. Uh, going up against the 16th seed, which is something fairly new happening at Disney's Hollywood studio and at uh, Disneyland right. park. Uh, the number one seed is Happily Ever After, the wonderful nighttime spectacular that is just about to return right. to the uh, Magic Kingdom. And that is going up against the bounty hunting game kind of at, at Black Spire Outpost in Batu at Galaxy's Edge. Right. Um, you know, well, had th- those fireworks are amazing. And like you said, they're about to come back. Um, and in terms of bounty hunting, that is where you get to be part of the story. You kind of really go about, you know, your own little, um, adventure, mm-hmm. let's say in Batu. um, that is tremendously fun. Yeah. And again, using new technologies, um, you know, so the augmented reality is involved there. So yeah. It just provides a new way to explore uh, Black uh, Black Spire Outpost, Batu. Uh, just it, yeah. kind of enjoy it, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it, you can explore, you can experience it, and it's just a lot of fun. It's not going to be happily ever after. I'm just going to say it right now. <laughs> this isn't going to be an upset, but it is a fun addition to this bracket. For right, sure. right. Mm-hmm. I'm moving on to the two seat, another nighttime spectacular that is one of my favorites and uh, could go very far in this mm-hmm. for me personally. Although it's going up against something I dearly, dearly love. And I know many of you, especially those of you who have never been to Disneyland, may not have checked it out, but it is wonderful. Let me tell you, the number two seat is World of Color. I love World of Color. It is one of my favorites. But it is going up against a very tough matchup that for those of you who have ever done it, the storytelling at the Royal Theater at the 15th seat is some of the it, it is storytelling in the name it is yes. some of the best entertainment you'll find in any disney park oh yeah it truly is it's um it is there's nothing com- that you could really compare to that happens at walt disney world um it's just so cute so hilarious and it's always a good time for for those of you that don't know what this is is they do they put on about a 20 minute um 
play, essentially, where they retell one of the great Disney stories. Uh, a lot of times it is either Tangled or Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. And it's hosted by uh, these two gentlemen, Mr. Smythe and Mr. Jones. Right. And they have a piano accompanist uh, with them. Right. And it is brilliant. It is such a great, entertaining, fun show for all ages. They get the crowd involved in certain right. areas as well. It is so fun. Uh, whether this advances past World of Color, probably not. I think most people are going to know World of Color better, better. But either way, if you get to Disneyland, definitely make it part of your day to check this out when it's when it's showing because it is a lot of fun. Yeah, and kids love it. Um, they let kids go sit on the ground. Where, well, they have like pads there um, close to the stage. And it's those two actors yeah. play every character. Yeah. In the in the storytelling. It is it it's, is well, not every character because a lot of times the princesses will show well, up that's as true. well. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And then maybe some other characters. Right. Um, but they do play a lot of the mm-hmm. but it is it is highly entertaining and funny and is just I'm, I don't think it's going to go very far, so I'm not going to be able to talk about it for very long, so I'm selling it now. If you go to Disneyland, check it out. It is wonderful. Moving on to the next uh, couple, next matchup here. Uh, this is the number three seed versus the 14th seed, and that is just in general, and we're just talking storytelling here, Cars Land itself, the land, right. is at the three seed. Woo, that's tough. That is so immersive and yes. good. It is going up against... The show at the 14th scene, Finding Nemo, Big Blue and Beyond, um, which is a, a wonderful, wonderful Disney musical for sure. Yeah, yeah. So like you said, Cars Land, it's storytelling in that you're actually getting to be in it and experience it. Um, you feel like you're transported right into the into the movie. Um, and Finding Nemo, it's it's storytelling with a different approach. I mean, it's not a necessarily a total recreation of what we're used to in that great Pixar uh, story of Finding Nemo. They use other uh, other techniques to tell that story. Yeah, I mean, well, one thing they turned a non musical right. story into a musical. Exactly, um, and it's very well done and, and very enjoyable. Is spectacular. And the puppetry is fantastic for sure. Uh, The next matchup we have is another land up against another experience. Mm -hmm. Actually, it's a land and an experience within the land. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Number four is Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Of course, the entire Black Spire outpost, the planet of Batu, And that is going up against a couple of things that you could do within it. It's combined as experiences Building a lightsaber at Savi's workshop or building a droid at the Droid Depot at the 13th Sea. Those are combined. So hmm, do you like the, the experience more than the land or do you like the land more than the experience? Yeah, Interesting matchup hard. for sure. Yes. Uh, moving on to the fifth seed versus the 12th seed. It, the fifth seed is something that we have not seen yet, but we've heard great reviews for it. And family that have seen it <laughs> yes uh, we've heard fantastic things about it and that's why it shot up our list here it is wondrous journey fireworks at the disneyland park of course and and you know part of the reason of including that one too is it was part of the kickoff of a hundred years of wonder uh at disneyland park. Mm-hmm. and we've like i said we've heard nothing but great things that it, it is the next great Nighttime spectacular, especially out on the West Coast. And that is going up against a tour that is many people's favorite tour at the Magic Kingdom and one we've gone on and just loved Mm -hmm. and we'd love to do it again at some point.
point in the near future. That is the Keys to the Kingdom tour. Right, yeah, where you get to really see a lot of the behind the scenes and get an explanation of, you know, just how some things were used to develop the Walt Disney World mm-hmm. Resort. Yeah, if you, uh, uh, we highly recommend uh, these some of these Disney tours, if, especially if you've gone to parks many, many times or you have an extended stay where you have multiple visits mm-hmm. to the park. Um, they, 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 they just bring so much more of the park to life. And like you said, uh, they express so much of the storytelling. Right. You can learn so much more of the storytelling that goes on throughout the park as Walt and the Imagineers and everything created this space. Right, yeah. Things that you wouldn't maybe naturally notice and, mm-hmm. and everything. And, you know, in looking at all the tours and the pricing of the tours, this one is kind of like the top of your bank for your bust. It is the best tour. For, for, the, for, for what you're paying, the amount of time that you get there and the amount of information that they're sharing and how it does really, it is more storytelling um, and can really help you appreciate the park more. That's, that's like it is going to eat up a large portion of your day at the park. Um, and maybe it's not something for the kids. It might be something more for the adults that are on there. You know, I think the kids might get a little bit eh, bored with it, you know, but I mean, you do get to ride some attractions right. and everything on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the kids might be, depending on the age of your kids, right. eh, they may wane on some of the information. But as a, definitely for adults that are really interested in, in Disney and how these parks are set up, um, the Keys of the Kingdom tour is... Mm-hmm. A must-do at some point, for sure. Uh, Moving on to the 6th seed versus the 11th seed. The 6th seed is another big-time favorite show that really could have been ranked higher on this list, but it's tough because it's a tough list. Mm -hmm. It is the Festival of the Lion King, which is, again, a fan favorite. Yeah, talk about storytelling there, Mm -hmm, too. For sure. So good. It is going up against another nighttime spectacular, mini spectacular. I don't know. It's at Disney's Hollywood Studios and it is the wonderful world of animation. Right. I mean, that one, you know, again, you're in Hollywood Studios there and closing out the evening and you get to see, you know, snippets of really historical films that kind of shaped Disney, the Disney company and what, what they're known mm-hmm. for. It is a fun little show. If you've never checked it out, you should uh, definitely do that on some night uh, when you're there late at Disney's mm-hmm. Hollywood Studios. But let me let me tell you right now, Festival of the Lion King is going to clean its clock in that I category. It is going to crush it <laughs> uh, because that is such a great show. Uh, moving on to the seventh seed versus the tenth seed. The seventh seed is a seasonal favorite, uh, but it is a fantastic show. That is the Candlelight Processional so good love it so much and it's going up against it's it's been around for a little while well it was on hiatus for a little while because of covid (laughs) now it's back it's been performing for a while but i've heard nothing but great things about it we have not seen it yet but we are excited to do it sometime soon that is the cirque du soleil drawn to life that's over at disney springs yeah another great experience that you can really get to appreciate you know, what's wonderful about that, it, you know, the collaboration, obviously, with Cirque du Soleil to be, you know, such a vivid storytelling experience. Um, but just if, if you watch the story, the background story and, and how they did involve Disney animators in how the story was to be developed, it's, it's just precious. Yeah. Uh, very cool. I'm looking forward to checking that show out for sure. We've been meaning to do it for a while. I think it's coming very soon that we're going to check mm-hmm. that out. But um, interesting to be up there on this list and going up against something that is, again, another fan favorite, the Candlelight Processional. It'd be interesting to see how that plays out there. Yeah. 
Another one that's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out, the eighth seed versus the ninth seed. And this is uh, something, one is something that you could be seeing both on the West Coast and the East Coast parks. The other one is something you can see on the West Coast parks and the European parks. Mm -hmm. Uh, The eighth seed is Fantasmic, which we just checked out recently and um, fell in love with it all over again. It is such a great show. And it is going up against, as you may have already um, figured out from what I just mentioned, the ninth seed is Avengers Campus. Um, I think this matchup is is fascinating to check it out. I think Fantasmic's going to win it just because I don't know if enough people have been to Avengers Mm -hmm, Campus mm -hmm. yet. But Avengers Campus... There's a lot of great storytelling yeah. going on there. I guess you've just put a challenge to all our West Coast listeners mm-hmm. to vote. <laughs> Get out there, voters on the West Coast. Hit those polls up. Very nice. So that closes out the experiences yeah. bracket. Yeah. So why don't we go next to the resorts and restaurants? Okay. Yeah, That's our next ha- bracket that we're going to, our next regional. Yeah. Yeah. Again, um, when we, we take a look at some of the things uh, of how the resorts are laid out or some of the restaurant experiences as well, it's some of them are really rich in storytelling and definitely meet the qualifications for this bracket. Mm-hmm, for sure. Uh, a lot of these are big time, big time. Um, there's a lot of story involved with them and you may not even notice them, right. um, but uh, you, they believe me, it's there as you go through them. So Let's start, of course, with the one seed versus the 16th seed. And this is a resort uh, versus a very popular restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one seed is the Polynesian Village Resort and Villas, of course. Yeah. A favorite. We were just there not that long ago. So great. Yeah. And that is going up against an Epcot favorite restaurant in the Mexico Pavilion, San Angel Inn Restaurant at the 16th seed. Yeah. So again, you know what you were saying with the Polynesian Village Resort, you, you know, when you're there and walking the grounds, um, whether it's the daytime or nighttime, you, you do feel a little transported there. They really do great with storytelling. Um, and, and even in the rooms, some of the decor and accents it's it's all about storytelling there and same thing over at epcot in the mexican pavilion that restaurant um you know is really sharing a story with you of where you're located and what you're getting right. to see. and you're you're right there next to the attraction now remember when we're talking about the san angel inn we're talking about the storytelling not necessarily the food right so <laughs> think of that when you're deciding I don't think it's going to beat the poly, but, uh, you know, when you're thinking about voting for one or the other, um, that goes into it. Uh, Speaking of great storytelling in a restaurant slash lounge, number two seed fits right into that, as does the 15th seed as a restaurant. Uh, The two seed is Trader Sam's Lounge. Now, there's two different names to it, depending on which coast you're on. There's the Grog Grotto, and then there's the Enchanted Tiki bar mm-hmm. yeah over on the west coast so um we just call it trader sam's lounge right. here. Th- there's there's so many similarities to yeah, what they offer and, the and how place. they're telling the yeah, story yeah. for sure and that is going up against a west coast favorite flows v8 cafe that can be found in cars land at disney california adventure park right what was interesting about flows too that some people might not know is that 
um, in when we watch the film Cars, you know, you, you see Flo and you see her V8 cafe or whatever. But here at um, Disney California Adventure Park, in order to make it a little bit more enticing on the inside is that they actually did like a backstory for Flo, mm-hmm. you know, and, and her involvement with um, music kind of like of the, the 50s and the 60s you know, and ties in some of that, see, you know, that iconic scene in the film where all the lights come on at night. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of interesting story to little, little uh, Easter eggs within that restaurant. Right. If you go dine inside or just go walk around and look at it, um, there are a lot of interesting Easter eggs that uh, tell a lot of Flo's story from right. before she parked herself there on Route 66. Exactly. <laughs> no pun intended with the park <laughs> there, but um, you know what I mean. Uh, anyway, uh, that moves on to our, well, this bracket I think is prime for an upset. And I think that's <laughs> only because that, uh, maybe not enough people have experienced the three seed yet, but you don't have to experience to know. We've heard nothing but great <laughs> things, including on this show from one of our favorite, uh, matter of fact, our favorite, uh, let me see, what is he authorized? Disney vacation planner. That is, of course, Nate. Uh, but the number three seed is the Galactic Star Cruiser, the Halcyon itself. Right. We've heard the storytelling on that yes. is unbelievable. Right. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The price is also <laughs> unbelievable. But um, I, we've, hey, we've heard from people that it's worth it. So um, as much as value can be for anything. But right. anyway, that is going up against a resort that has some great storytelling throughout it on both sides of it. That is the Port Orleans Resort, uh, whether you're talking about Riverside or... French Quarter. French Quarter. Thank you. I was blanking on it. I don't know why I, I would not think of the French Quarter right off the bat, but... Um, that is uh, a fascinating matchup right there. Yeah, that's a great resort that you, again, you kind of feel immersive into a, into a different location. They have, um, you know, whether you're talking the food there to help supplement it or some activities like, you know, horse-drawn carriage along, along the riverside. You know, they really do great storytelling mm-hmm. at that resort. For sure, for sure. So that leads us to the fourth seed versus the 13th seed. It's another uh, restaurant versus a resort here. Uh, the four seed is something we just visited recently mm-hmm. and one of our favorites, the Sci-Fi Dine-In Restaurant. Mm-hmm. Love that space. Yeah. Going up against one of our, matter of fact, it's one of our home resorts from DVC and one of our favorite spots, the Riviera Resort, which um, really, if you've, again, if you haven't, if you've just passed through it on the Skyliner and haven't stopped over there, um, take a step and go in and check out the storytelling that goes on within this resort itself because it's it's all there. Yeah, it's very rich in uh, European storytelling and, and, and how Walt's that, right. I was going to say Walt how, and his wife. Right, how it connects with Walt and his wife. Um, you know, and it's it's got so many great little touches and it it is beautiful. Um, but great storytelling there, just a sci-fi with the the uh, comical. Adorable. It's just fun. You get to watch. It's just so that. fun. And being in a car. Yeah. You know, the drive-in drive movie, yeah. you know, just enjoying it all. These classic 50s right. and 40s and 60s uh, film clips yeah. and everything. Yeah. It's just, it's the best. It's so fun to right. be there. And the food is, I, I think the food is is pretty good there. Mm-hmm. If you don't mind, mm-hmm. you know, like if you're looking for some burgers and right, fries. Right, yeah. It's pretty darn good. And pretty enjoyable. Good sized portions. Yeah. <laughs> so much food. Uh, moving on to our fifth seed versus our 12th seed. It is a classic, wonderful resort versus a new modern restaurant. The fifth seed 
is Disney's Wilderness Lodge Resort. And that is going up against the 12th seed, Space 220. Yeah. Again, uh, both locations really offering some great storytelling. Um, Wilderness Lodge, kind of like what we're talking about with the Riviera, is, you know, if you go throughout the not just the building of the resort, but expand outside where you're looking at some of the, the landscaping, you have a geyser there. I mean, they really do tremendous storytelling um, out in that location. Mm -hmm. And Space 220, obviously, it's it's doing great storytelling that you get to be immersive there. Yeah, well. I mean, just from the launch. you know, Right, just, uh, yes. You know, you're going 220 miles up into space right, to go right. and have a nice meal. Very much immersive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for, for the next group, the next bracket here, we've got the sixth seed versus the 11th seed. And this is, I believe, our only Disney Cruise Line addition mm -hmm. into this. The sixth seed is Worlds of Marvel Dinner Show. So the dinner, the show that goes along with the dinner that you have, uh, one of your rotating dining rooms uh, on the Disney Wish is Worlds of Marvel, which we just luckily experienced not that long ago. And whoo. It is so much fun, right, it, Michelle? It is totally fun. Mm -hmm. And you you this is another one where you're part of the story. Mm -hmm. You you actually have to interact. So there's a story being told, you interact, some of the story comes out to you. It's it's good time. It is good it is time. a good time. And that is going up against one of our favorite restaurants. In fact, it may be our favorite table service restaurant within the Magic Kingdom. That is the Jungle Navigation Company's Skipper Canteen. Limited. Jungle Navigation Company Limited, Skipper Canteen. It's yeah. such a long name. I get it all <laughs> in there. But it is a wonderful restaurant um, based on the Jungle Cruise. So you've got that Jungle Cruise storytelling throughout it. Right. And that's one, too, that, you know, you kind of get out of it sometimes what you put into it. So if you interact with the cast members there um, and get to really appreciate some of the Jungle Cruise humor that they're bringing to your to your meal, um, it can really make it even more fun. For sure. Um, that's a tough choice for me between mm -hmm. those two because yeah. I love them both right. uh, very, very much. Became a big fan of Worlds of Marvel on our I might have one of the pure highlights of our Disney Wish Cruise. Uh, for sure. And we just, every time we're in Magic Kingdom and we're going to have usually lunch, um, it's almost always at the Jungle Navigation right. Company Limited Skipper Canteen. Right. Now, again, remember, you can vote for something based on your knowledge of it to see, you know, if it's something that is truly a good storytelling. Right. That's so basically, it doesn't have, to have, doesn't have to be based on food. You don't right. have to experience it. It can be what you, what you believe is going on there. Right. For sure. Uh, moving on, we have another restaurant versus another resort. It is at the 7th Seed, the 50s Primetime Cafe, Disney Hollywood Studios. And that is going up against a resort that is near and dear to our hearts. The Fort Wilderness Resort and Campgrounds that uh, maybe not enough people get to experience, but there's some good stuff going on over there. Right, right. So, you know, with, with the 50s Primetime Cafe, um, you know, one, you got the little TVs there, which is so cute. But in the whole decor, the menu, how the cast members and the servers are, are, you know, interacting with the guests, definitely great storytelling there. And like you said, although a lot of people may not have experienced Fort Wilderness, which we do recommend you just check it out sometime. Um, but that, that that's storytelling marvel as well. And um you know, that it's the whole scenery. If you look at the whole um, resort from where the entrance is, where the 
the cabins and, and the, the, general store. the general store, the hoop-de-doo review show. I mean, it's really all together uh, an amazing resort of storytelling. Of that. For sure. Uh, it's a great place and um, worth checking out if you yeah. never have done it. You know, Especially at the holiday time. The ho- we've, t- we've sold it many times that yeah. you should go over there. That is an underrated part of the holiday decorations uh, throughout the Walt Disney World right, Resort right. is going over there. So, uh, Finally, uh, another interesting matchup here at the 8th and ninth seed and one that is actually distant, kind of a little ways away. <laughs> the 8th seed is Disney's Olani Resort, um, which we've heard nothing but wonderful things from, and we want to go so badly, yet we moved farther away from it, <laughs> so maybe a little tougher to get there. It is going up against a uh, wonderful dining experience at Magic Kingdom, Cinderella's Royal Table. Right. So, you know, first going with Alani, um, yes, if you just look at whether you're looking at pictures or if you've been there, how that resort looks is amazing and it's definitely um you know celebrating the culture there but in addition to that there's so many activities that again go along with that storytelling of that location and you know the culture and what's important to the island that it's it's amazing storytelling there and obviously with Cinderella's royal table you're part of that story there right there in Cinderella's castle and you know a majestic meal fit for royalty very nice yeah uh so much fun uh dining all the princesses are back now it's into yeah. royal table so when you go there they're all about you um it seems like so much fun we i've never done it but it seems like a great time yeah I, i've done it it's fun yeah yeah we've done it several times yeah well, well, <laughs> that's because you're a princess i guess so <laughs> <laughs> and I like to think I'm a princess, but I've never done that. Soon, soon. Soon. Uh, okay, so that closes out that regional, that part of the bracket. And we move on to our final regional. What is this one based on, Michelle? So this one is based on, uh, the category's name is Big and Small Screen Stories. And so it's it's films, it's cartoons, it's shorts. Um, that really relate to storytelling, mainly really associated with things of the Disney company. Now, they're not all Disney. There's Star Wars, there's Marvel, but trying to pick from stories of when Disney maybe have taken over. Okay, so, so there you go. So it, it may not include some of favorites of things that there's no way in 16 you're not going to eliminate a lot of things people's favorite stuff it's got to happen right right you know and so there's obviously you know taking for example star wars you know that there's so much of so much great star wars content that came prior to it being you know a part of the disney company so try to help minimize what to pick i thought let's just go with ones that have occurred since Disney has taken on that, Makes um, sense. you know, and same thing, like obviously Pandora is amazing and we did include the attraction, but in terms of films that since that one really came out before Disney owned it, we didn't include it this time. Okay. There you go. So now, you know, um, and again, we're, we apologize because we know that a lot of people's favorites are not going to be on this list, right. but there are going to be a lot that you're going to be very happy that are on this list as well. So, Here we go. The number one seed versus the 16th seed is a 
funny little matchup here. I will say that. Uh, I think it's going to go one way for sure, but I think it's kind of fun and just the same. The number one seed is the Disney animated classic Beauty and the Beast. And it is going up against the 16th seed, which is a couple little shorts that came out right in the middle of the pandemic that just delighted us greatly. It is based on one of our favorite characters. It is Goofy, How to Stay at Home. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, talk about uh, storytelling that is very current. You know, when it came out, it was definitely something that was, you know, really, especially for kids, you know, making it a little bit more, I don't want to say comfortable, but, you know, kind of laughing at it right laughing at the situation situation we were all in during that time you know um and you know obviously the number one seed beauty and the beast which was you know one such a phenomenal hit had a lot of firsts in terms of their music and the technology that they used to put out that film it it definitely Mm -hmm. very good incredible film uh that is an interesting matchup i think one is going to easily walk away with that one but i think it's fun to see uh that little group of shorts yeah. uh, show up there on our bracket anyway. Uh, on to the number two versus the number 15th seed. The number two seed is the classic live action and some animation. <laughs> Mary Poppins going up against a, an interesting beginning to what kind of changed the Disney company in many ways. Mm-hmm. That is the pre-opening report for Disneyland. So, you know, when's the park was beginning to getting ready to open. Right. So Mary Poppins, again, uh, like you said, a classic. It incorporated storytelling that was part live action uh, along with animation. Um, And again, one of those films that had a lot of great uh, accolades and firsts for that. Uh, And the the pre-owned report from Disneyland, that was you know, part of the weekly Disneyland um, series that Walt put out to really help promote his park. And this one was kind of, like you said, just before park opening where they were really teasing everybody with what to expect, what things are out there and going to be available at the Disneyland park. Very good. So good stuff there. Interesting matchup for sure. Uh, moving on to the three seed versus the 14 seed. The three seed is the Disney, excuse me, Pixar classic. Mm-hmm. Toy Story uh, versus a, another, it's a Disney live action classic, very classic, <laughs> very dated, <laughs> but fun just the same. There's a new attraction coming. It's Tron. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for those two, uh, Toy Story um, was the beginning of the big boom with Pixar coming uh, with films. There were a lot of cute shorts that came before that. But this one, you know, obviously kind of really kick-started Pixar and Disney um, together. And then um, Tron, you know, it was was kind of a a real departure from the normal storytelling that that um, Disney did. And it, it also was involving newer technologies like Pixar and and things in their storytelling and how they, they produced a Mm -hmm. movie. Yeah. Um, It definitely was groundbreaking for in many ways, Mm -hmm. both those films groundbreaking in so many different ways. Uh, So um, I think Toy Story will easily move forward in that one, but you never know. You never know. You never know. Uh, Looking about another movie that absolutely changed the industry and uh, a movie that is a 
one from a galaxy far, far away and one of our favorites. Again, um, there's reasons why we didn't go back into some of the original trilogy or the prequel trilogy because those were before uh, Disney owned it. But at the four seed, a classic, an absolute classic, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs going up against Rogue One, a Star Wars story at the 13th scene. So, you know, with the, this, um, these films making it on, you know, like you said, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs really totally changed the animation industry by having its first full length feature film. And so that one definitely needed to make this list. Of course. Um, and, you know, and then Rogue One is the the story just before the first Star Wars story. That, that is if true. You think about it. Um, but you, we also really get in, introduced to some amazing new characters, uh, and one of which ends up having a series of their own. Very good. I love it. Uh, very cool. And an interesting matchup for sure, depending on what you like. Do you like the classics? Do you like something brand new? Are you more of a Star Wars right. fan? What are you? It'll be an interesting. So Snow White at the fourth seed, Rogue One at the 13th seed. Moving on to the fifth seed versus the 12th seed. Again, something more modern versus something super duper classic. <laughs> I mean, you can't get much more classic than this. Uh, the fifth seed is the Imagineering story mm-hmm. on Disney Plus, of course. Um, such a great delve into the Disney company and how it progressed right. um, at, you know, and Imagineering in general. Uh, so well done. And the 12th seed is the classic. I mean, really, it's the it's not the true debut of Mickey Mouse, but in everybody's hearts, it's the debut right. of Mickey Mouse. That is Steamboat Willie. Right, right. Again, those two both really critical stories, um, whether you're talking about the Imagineering story and how, how that shaped the company and how the beloved Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse, um, you know, shaped the company as well. Uh, one of the things I want to point out is we didn't pair these together. We actually made to our list of one through 16 for each category um, with, and then did the pairing. So it's not like we were like, oh, let's put this one against this one. It, w- it just kind of fell into these. I did when I, I kind of, she had me do some rankings and she changed them around a little bit, but there was one that I'm like, I want these two to go up against one another because <laughs> it's something very interesting going on out there right now. I wanted to see how they would turn out that matchup and they may eventually match up against one another. We'll see if you can figure out what it is. It's something that's very current <laughs> going on, a battle that's going on in social media right now. Um, I'll just say it, it has to do with Star Wars, but uh, Michelle split them up. So we'll see if they end up matching oh, up against one another at some <laughs> other point. I just thought one of them ranked higher than what you had. It, I got so. it. I wanted sorry. them to match up against one another. I thought it would be interesting to see how the, how, how the voting <laughs> came out on this one. Uh, moving on to the next group. And oh boy, I want the, I really want the underdog here because hashtag real men love frozen. <laughs> the sixth seed is another great, it's a documentary series. It really changed how documentaries were done from so many ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is the true life adventure series, but it is going up against near and dear to my heart at the 11th seed frozen. <laughs> So the True Life Adventure series, as we discussed in one of our recent um, 100 Years series, is that series, especially the first one, is really what ended up letting Walt and Roy decide to have their own 
uh, distribution company for their films. Um, and it started a whole new set of documentaries or films that Disney could make ones that he would he didn't feel he needed to do animation with. Um, and it was the first time really that that we were seeing documentaries of how animals and nature exist. Yeah. Yeah, it's great stuff. And it's really, I mean, we it's continued on now to the Disney Nature series right. and on. I mean, they're just um, how things are done um, and how you can uh, in, in approach nature and approach these animals and really experience them and tell a story at the same right, time. Right, yeah. Uh, it's great stuff. Yeah, and obviously Frozen is, you know, one of the... The best. <laughs> one of the most the famous best. and well-known uh, uh, animation stories that came out and so that definitely needed number to. one seed in my heart <laughs> but 11 seed on this bracket sorry uh moving on to the seventh seed versus the tenth seed it is a couple of disney plus series one from star wars another from marvel mm -hmm. the seventh seed is the mandalorian returning this <laughs> week recently versus a marvel series that Hopefully people haven't forgotten, but it was a great one. We loved it very much. And that is the 10th seed is WandaVision. Yeah, it was interesting that these two ended up being paired up because they're both, you know, like you said, Star Wars and Marvel. Um, so, yeah, Mandalorian is, again, one of these really popular series that has, um, you know, also given birth to some other series, book of Boba Fett or Mandalorian. Part B, whichever you way you want to think about that. Mandalorian season two and a half. <laughs> yeah. Um, and WandaVision, talk about creative storytelling. It was, uh, you know, the, the process that they used of going through the different decades of television to tell this story um, and how it left a lot of mystery and intrigue as it went along was, was just very creative. And just how it handled the grieving process and everything. Yeah. It was a, an interesting... It was it was so different than anything else that's right, been done. Right, um, it, it probably could have been. We even did an episode on based list. on it, just you know, right. talking about it because right. so, we loved it that much. Yeah, like I said, it probably could have been higher than the tenth seed, but it is what it is. Eighth seed. So finally, our last matchup that we're going to go through is the eighth seed versus the ninth seed. Another again, another Star Wars versus Marvel here. Only this time, it's a series versus a film. Uh, the series at the eighth seed is Andor. And at the number nine seed, it is Captain America Civil War. I'm interested that you picked Civil War and not like the Winter Soldier. Um, you know, I think Civil War was storytelling with one it had all of the characters. Yeah, it was basically a, another Avengers movie. Right. And it, it showed a little bit more depth of one of conflict, obviously, but just the differences um, that... Tony and Captain America were, mm -hmm. were going through, um, you know, and, and how they kind of led their own little groups there. It, it, to me, it just seemed like it was a little bit more representative. You know, I, I thought at one point, um, Iron Man, the original Iron Man could have made the list, but again, that was before Disney owned yeah, Marvel yeah. and, you know, but going through and just trying to figure out how to cut some of these to capture a, mm -hmm. a broad spectrum of things but obviously not everything it definitely put all the pieces in place for what we saw when we got to uh you know avengers infinity war mm -hmm. and avengers endgame right. it kind of put all those um 
all those participants right um, where they found like you know the avengers were far f- they were disassembled at right, that point as right. we've talked about exactly. in the past so uh, very interesting and then andor um was such a great uh, just season one we've only had one season so far but it was such a great season of um different star wars than i think we've ever seen before right. more of an adult focused star wars series right it, it, you know again it it gave a different storyline of of war and and how to how that looks kind of like on the person to person versus just looking at armies or whatever right. countries it, it, you know it just kind of um individualized it a little bit more very very good so that is our entire 100 Years of Storytelling, Hyperion Adventures Podcast, March Madness Bracket. Boy, that is so long. I need to figure out another way to do that name because I'll get it wrong and I'll mix it up every single time. It'll be all over the map every single time I say it. But we we can't wait to hear uh, to see how you vote and how these brackets turn out. Uh, If you're looking for your bracket, well, you can find it. We'll put out a link on there on social media. It'll be on the website. Uh, you can email us at the Gmail account, Podcast at gmail.com. DM us on any of the social media channels. Come knock on our door. I don't care. We'll get the bracket to you so you can be involved in this and have your shot at that wonderful plethora of Disney prizes Michelle is putting together. Just can't wait to see the results uh, as they play out uh, throughout these brackets. Um, Please, please hit us up and get involved. This is going to be a lot of fun. Now, don't have a ton of Disney stories of the week for you this week. However, there are a couple of festivals coming up on both coasts, both the Flower and Garden Festival, the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival on the East Coast, and the Disney California Adventure Food and Wine Festival on the West Coast. And Michelle put together a little bit of stuff to break it down. Maybe some of the fun stuff that's out there. So Michelle, give us the buzz on these two wonderful festivals. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thanks. They just, they both just started now this week. Uh, let's start on the West coast with uh, the California adventure park uh, hosting their food and wine uh, festival there. And I'm not going to go through a lot of things in this because again, we've already taken up a lot of time on our bracket, but I do want to give some highlights and things uh, just to get everybody, you know, up to speed with them. So uh, one of the really great unique things that is at the California Adventure Park that's different than the festivals here on the East Coast is that they do have some really great special events like wine tasting and beer tasting. uh, And sometimes in those some real VIPs show up. Um, they also have mixology classes like uh, the D- Disney Mixology featuring the Lamplight Lounge or the Disney Mixology featuring Trader Sam's Enchanted Tiki Bar Ooh, where fun. you get to make the, um, the legendary Hippopotami tie and they also serve some great sweets and snacks and you get to come home with a souvenir tiki mug. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And yeah. by the way, if you want another experience, just come over here and hit up Michelle because she'll teach you how to make the tiki 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 rum. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
honing in on perfecting that. Um, but yeah, I mean, th those are some really great things to be able to participate in, in addition with the food. Um, you know, and there is some buzz going along with the food. They do have a, a lot of amazing new dishes. Again, not going to go through all of them. Um, but to start off with, let's talk about the flower and bees cocktail, because we're talking buzz, mm. right? Uh, that's gin, edel, edel, elderflower liquor. Boy, I'm talking. I think you're already hurting. buzzed. Yeah. And I haven't had anything to drink except water and tea. Um, lemon mm -hmm. juice, honey, hibiscus, and lavender syrups garnished with a purple pansy. Um, and with some of the newer food offerings, there's a really interesting one called Elote Palata, which is a sweet corn palata with parma crema, chili lime seasoning, uh, corn crunch, and cilantro. Now, if you're not familiar with a palata, it's kind of like a popsicle. So pretty cool that they're pretty, cool. pretty creative, let's just say. Uh, another new offering is the Camarones a la Diabla, which is a spicy shrimp and California chili and cilantro rice. Now, one thing that's really great about the food festivals is that the chefs can really be a bit bolder than what you might see in, in their routine restaurants. So, and what we have found at the Disneyland food festivals is that when it says hot, it means hot. There's a little kick there. Yeah, yeah. which is great. You get to try something a little bit bolder. Um, and talking about bolder at the Cluckadoodle-Doo, they have a new dish, the smoked honey habanero chicken wings, which Ooh. are, yeah, chicken wings tossed in, in honey habanero seasoning. Uh, for a little heartier dish, and one that I hope that Charles from Conversation is listening and being inspired by, is the beef and barley poutine with potato bites and braised beef short ribs, cheese curds, stout gravy, and lager micro sponge. Wow, the micro sponge is interesting. We might have to get together on that one. Uh, although I think that uh, the Canadian in Charles would probably say, you know, potato bites. Nah, nah, nah. It's I be know. Fries. I know. It's got to be fries. It's fries. But, um, um, but uh, you know, I make a good short rib. Um, so adding that with uh, yeah. those fries, we could put together a, a nice, a nice little bit of protein. I say we got to make this happen. So. Um, now, California wines have been long considered amazing over the last several years, though. Uh, California's microbrewery for beers has really skyrocketed and risen to the top standing as well. And I'm not going to go through them, but you can't imagine the list of how many new brews there are to sample this year. And you can find um, those on the um, Disney Parks blog site, by the way. Um, all right. Enough about that. I'd love to go talk more, but let's, it's time to go over to the East Coast to another fun food festival starting here this week was the, as Tom mentioned, the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. Um, and there's certainly buzz here too. And starting off with a buzz story uh, from the Honey Bistro hosted by National Honey Board is one of their new dishes, which I am very anxious to try, the chicken and waffles. That looks good. Yeah. So it's crispy honey brine chicken and honey sweet cornbread waffle with whipped honey butter and spicy honey. So, yeah. yeah so. For sure. That's that's going to be a, a must do when we get out there. Exactly. Uh, they also have some other new dishes of things that you might not try every day, like the braised oxtail with pigeon pea rice or the crawfish pie 
Or maybe you might want to try the Impossible Lumpia with Thai sweet chili sauce. I'm all over that. I love Lumpia. I know. And I'm interested to try uh, the... Uh, the plant-based version of it and right. see how that turns out. Exactly. Um, we've liked a lot of the impossible stuff that they've used before. Uh, so that, that sounds like it's got a little heat to it. I kind of like that. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to checking that out. Yeah. And I love me some oxtail. Um, and want to mention a few of the newer desserts that, he, that are coming up. Um, just a couple of them. So the first one I wanted to mention here is the Tarte Chocolat Mogador. I don't I think I said that right, but I'm saying it more Spanish than French. Um, but it's a chocolate tart with Valrona. Again, I think I'm sounding a little more Spanish than French. Um, single origin chocolate brownie, walnuts, and raspberry coulis served warm. The reason this one really shouts to me is... Chocolate. The chocolate, but it's the chocolate. It's the uh, Valrona, which is one of the world's finest yeah, chocolates that's a from really, France. Really hard to um, uh, to obtain yes, chocolate. One yeah, of the best for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's got to be a, a must try. Um, and why not try a banana Foster's bread pudding? Sure, why not? It's perfect dish to eat after that crawfish pie that you want to try there. So, um, but anyways, they some really great foods. Again, a lot of new foods coming out some returning favorites um but we wouldn't be complete if we didn't at least talk or mention topiary news because it is the flower and garden festival after all and this year members of the madrigal family from encanto are featured at the the front entrance they look great yeah so you have maribel antonio isabella and luisa and like you said, honey, they look amazing. They look fantastic. I can't wait to check them out for ourselves. Right. Uh, and our last buzz we'll include here is you, you might want to be a busy little bee at the festival where you can follow Spike the Bee on his pollination trail, which is their scavenger hunt that's fun for all ages. Right. And don't forget, if you're a big fan of Orange Bird, Orange Bird is everywhere yes. this year. So much Orange Bird merchandise, including the cute little sipper, but all sorts of other gear as yeah, well. Yeah, and some great dishes yeah. too, so... Anyways, that's the buzz at the festivals. Very nice. Well done, Michelle. Can't wait to get out there. I'm, I'm, I'm really sad that we're going to, you know, now that we're on the East Coast, we're going to miss um, the, the uh, Disney California Adventure Food and Wine Festival because that was always one of our favorite times right. of year uh, to go check that kind of stuff out. So it's sad, but um, can't wait. Uh, Flower and Garden is such a beautiful festival. It's, it's really wonderful, and we can't wait to see all the topiaries and Everything else they have going on, the, the butterfly um, garden, and and of course, uh, taste all this wonderful food as Michelle just uh, expressed so well. Oh, well, thank you very much, honey. I appreciate that. Very good. Very good. So let's go ahead and get to the Disney stories of the week. I only have one for you this week. It's a, kind of a slow week for Disney news, but that's okay. We have plenty to talk about breaking down that bracket going yeah, on. Yeah. So uh, the one Disney story I want to tell you about is that a Disneyland classic has returned after a long Long layoff. Mm. This from the Disney Parks blog. They said, Walt Disney's affection for trains is well documented, which is what makes the long-awaited return of the E.P. Ripley, one of the original steam engines on the Disneyland Railroad, a source of celebration for cast and guests alike. The train was named after, in case you didn't know, Edward Payson Ripley, one of the original founders of the Atchison-Topeka Railroad, later the Santa Fe Railroad, established in 1859. The steam engine was taken off track about five years ago for repairs, followed by 
by a full restoration project that began in the summer of 2021. So tomorrow, as we're recording this on March 6th, it will again be ready to take guests on a grand circle tour of Disneyland Park. I know. I was so excited to read that. And, you know, that's one of the more iconic pictures where you see Walt on one of the railroads and that's the one. And so it's so cool that history is returning. Yes. Uh, that is a very famous, uh, yeah. Like you mentioned, Michelle, a lot of the famous pictures you see of Walt on one of the Disneyland mm-hmm. railroad trains is, uh, the EP Ripley, right. uh, that he is, he is driving, yeah. you know, so that, that is really cool. Uh, the story went on to say the restoration process required the team to replicate the original boiler, the headlamp, the bell to bring the locomotive back to its original splendor. Quote, we replicated some of the original parts since they aren't manufactured anymore. And quote said, uh, Taryn Kana, lead mechanical engineer, uh, everything, quote, everything is mechanical and runs like a steam engine from the past, from the boiler all the way down to the whistle, end quote. So yeah, cool. that is really cool. So glad to have it back. So glad to have the Walt Disney World Railroad back. Now the E.P. Ripley uh, back at the Disneyland yeah. Resort. It is like, you know, everything is back to, well, not normal, <laughs> but kind of what you remember from these parks. Yeah, yeah. It's just more and more fun things. And like I said before, this one being such a historic um, part of the parks to, to be back online. It's great. For sure. So great. Um, can't wait. Uh, we still need to get back to Magic yeah. Kingdom. Maybe next weekend we're going to our Tron um, our AP Pass Holder mm-hmm. Preview next Sunday. Uh, maybe we'll take not only riding the very speedy Tron, yeah. <laughs> but riding the very lazy and slow but enjoyable Walt Disney World Railroad as well. Yeah, yeah, that would be fun. That would be fun. So that's it for the Disney stories of the week. However, we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation. And when we do this, well, we always start with Michelle because she's wonderful, fantastic, <laughs> spectacular. She does the best research. She has the best list. She does the best brackets. And she has the best flu remedies. <laughs> Charles just Charles from the Conversations podcast made sure I wanted to get the, I get that in for you. Thank you. She also definitely has the very best tip. So let's get to it. Here is Michelle's tip of the week. Uh, this week's tip is uh, returning back to Disney Cruise Line mm. and just saying, uh, I, I know we've talked in the past that you as adults can actually during open houses visit the kids zones mm-hmm. areas. And uh, one of the things that's really cool is to also watch when they're going to have photo ops with some of the characters, you know, during some of these open houses. So it's a great way that you can actually get to see some characters that you might not see going around in the ship that are just uh, visitors to the kids area. And that way would be you're getting to see the kids area and a great photo op. Yeah, I know when we were on The Wish, they were having uh, some photo ops with Ray mm-hmm. and Chewbacca and Stormtroopers in the cargo bay there. Right. I think they were having some Marvel pictures as well. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, we never got to experience that. We did actually get to go to the open house and check out the cargo right. bay a little bit, and that was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, uh, definitely get on the app, uh, the Disney Cruise Line app, and right. check out the schedule for the day and find out when those periods arise, uh, whether it be to go get photos or actually it's a lot less crowded sometimes when they just have the open houses in these areas. Right. Sometimes those coincide. So sometimes you're lucky. Yeah. yeah so that you, when you're looking on the um, Navigator app, you can see that. And uh, like I said, 
they have characters there that don't visit other parts of the ship that you can't have pictures with otherwise. Yeah, and it'll specify on there if it's open for all ages right. on the uh, whenever it's listed on the app. So right, you'll know, right. okay, yeah. yeah, it's open for me. I can yeah. go down there as an adult. I can right. go down there an and open check house. it out. Yes, for it sure. will be labeled for too. Sure. Yeah. Michelle's tip, always the best <laughs> tip. Uh, my tip for this week, it's about hmm, getting sick. <laughs> Or getting sick or injured at Disney is what I'm going to talk about. And I just want to remind you of a few things that if this happens, I mean, you're going on a vacation. It could be a week. It could be more than a week. Um, these things happen when you're out with the Walt Disney World Resort. Then sometimes you, you have someone in the in the room right. in the resort, some of your family, your friends that get ill uh, along the way or they injure themselves mm-hmm. or something happens and you just need to deal with it while you're on there. Right. I mean, it just, it certainly happens for sure. So I wanted to remind you of a few things. First of all, that there are first lo- first aid locations mm-hmm. throughout the parks. We've discussed this many very mm-hmm. times, but just a reminder of that. Here's where you can find them uh, in case you happen to need their use in the parks. Uh, at Magic Kingdom, it's located near uh, Crystal Palace in Casey's Corner. At Epcot, it's located between Test Track and the Mexico Pavilion. That's at the Odyssey mm-hmm. over there, that kind of building. Uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios is located by the main entrance at guests, or right by guest services. Uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom Park, it's located in Discovery Island by Creature Comforts. If you're at the water parks at Typhoon Lagoon, it's located by the Leaning Palms. And by Blizzard Beach, it's located at Lottawada Lodge. <laughs> so just so you know where those are in the parks. Now, some other things you might want to know. Um, many of the resort gift shops uh, off, also offer a lot of over-the-counter drugs, mm-hmm. maybe some small supplies and some things in case you need something, a right. little cold medicine. Um, you got a headache or whatever right. and you need some aspirin or some Tylenol or something along those lines. You can pick those up there. If you need something a little bit more extreme, like let's just say, hey, we need a doctor to see mm-hmm. someone in the room right now. The good news for you is there's a way that you can get a doctor to visit you right there in your room. They have on-call doctors um, that you can contact by uh, using this number, 407-399-DOCS, D-O-C-S. Again, 407-399-DOCS. And um, they'll come right to your room and check you out. And they'll even right. give you, um, they'll they'll fill out prescriptions for you if need be. Cool. So um, I, now I can't tell you what your insurance covers in that regard and what right. you might have to pay out of pocket. But sometimes it's worth it if you have somebody that right. you, you, maybe you don't have a car, you don't have transportation, and you just need to get somebody a well that might be a way to go. Right, exactly. And if you don't keep that number or whatever, you can always call the front desk and right. ask for you know, help and guidance on how to get some medical attention. Right. And uh, also another thing you might want to know is that if, let's just say the same thing happens and you give it a prescription and you still can't get out uh, off the resort to go fill that prescription, well, there's also a company that will deliver prescriptions right to your resort for you as okay. well. Um, I believe it's called Turner's prescription service. I'm sorry, I don't have it in my notes here, but if you call the front desk as well, they will help you out with that. Speaking of calling the front desk, there's also urgent care locations, many of them nearby around the Walt Disney World Resort. If you need to run out to one of them, your cast members at your front desk will be happy to help direct you to the closest one exactly. as well. So um, just Great some tip. things. Um, these things happen when you're on vacation, when you're anywhere. Um, you you right. never know when you're going to get sick. You're going to stumble, 
fall, twist an ankle, whatever, you're going to need some help. Um, these are these services are there to help you out. Exactly. Great tip, honey. Thanks, sweetheart. So that's it for this week. Next week, I think we're going to go back to the topic that we were thinking of doing originally <laughs> this week, which is looking at the parks at nighttime. One of our favorite times to yeah. be in the parks. Not that there isn't ever a great time to be in the parks, but nighttime, there's just something extra magical exactly. about the parks at night. Right. So... Looking forward to that. Looking one, forward to that as well. <laughs> as for today's show, we appreciate that you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. Have the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there, again, sign up for the newsletter. <laughs> please sign broken up for the newsletter. <laughs> we need to be a broken record because we want you to sign up because it's a great way to be involved in the Hyperion Adventures podcast world. And it's going to be a way to get that bracket. It's going to yeah. be coming out this week. That's an easy way to do it. We'll right. have many ways for you to find this bracket and get it filled out and get it back to us. But a newsletter is probably the easiest way to have that happen. Also, we are on social media. You can find us on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventures Facebook group. Also, we have a YouTube channel with new videos actually coming out every once in a while now. Uh, you can just go to at Hyperion Adventures Podcast there on YouTube or do a, just a quick search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. You'll find us there. Hit subscribe. You'll know whenever one of these new videos come out. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, we really appreciate if you get an opportunity to give our, our podcast a review, five-star review, uh, rating. We really appreciate it. We really appreciate it. It helps so many ways and it helps us know uh, what you like and how we can become a better show. And thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week. Bye.